Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. I'm here with a very special guest, Lindsay from We Met at Acme. Welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you on because we talk about celebrities and pop culture here, and obviously dating and relationships come up. You can't like talk about celebrities without talking about the relationships that they're in. And I'm excited to A, get a little bit judgmental with you today, to oh, be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, and then also be just kind of like vet this advice that celebrities are giving and how we judge them. And when we judge celebrities, at least here for me, we don't know these people as strangers, but I always think of it as a fun thought exercise because how people perceive you, mm. it's almost like there's who you are and then there's also how people how perceive people, you. Yeah. And as a celebrity, like your job is to do good PR. Mm -hmm. So I think if a bunch of people hate a celebrity couple, it's kind of their fault because they have a PR team that's supposed to make them likable. Interesting, yeah. interesting. I mean, yes and no, right? Because we do see things so out of context. But I and do think- things get like clipped. And, things yeah. get clipped. I But I do agree that like, it slips through, through the cracks. Like I once almost did a reality show and I was so nervous about it. And I was like, I what if like I'm cut weirdly? And they were like, at the end of the day, no one's like cut weirdly to become a villain. Like you, if you suck, you're going to come off like you suck. And yeah. if you're great, people are going to love you. And I was like, that's interesting. And I'm guessing you didn't end up. Doing I didn't it. end up doing it because I was like, I don't trust anyone here. <laughs> yeah, I think the same thing, too. Also, like, I know I would get cut immediately because I feel like you either you have to be the villain or like throwing yourself at someone like you have to be big in one of the categories. You can't just be like the girl. Next you can't door just exist. I mean, it depends yeah. on the type of show, but you can't just exist. That's for sure. What was it? Survivor. It was a dating show. It was like when I was single a long time ago. Yeah. It was a dating show, not about Sir Bachelorette. It was like a specific guy who was already famous and like finding a girl to date him. Oh, you would have done really well, though. Thank you. Actually, the, the, and this is like some tea between us. The yeah. producer was like, don't worry, you'll win. Like, I'll make sure of it. And I was like, well, then I really don't want to do this because yeah. it's like definitely rigged. But like, cool that I would win, you oh, know? Totally. Also, that takes the fun out of love. Like, if you yeah. met your husband on the first date and somebody was like, they're going to be your husband, I'd be like, okay, well, then like, I'll like show right. up without my legs shaved. On the right, next exactly. One, you know? Like, yeah. what? Interesting. So, before we get into these celebrities, your podcast, We Met at Acme, you've had it for, I want to say, like, I feel like I was listening to it five years ago. How oh, yeah. Has Over five years it? now, which is crazy. It's October crazy. 2017. The name is like such a like, it's such a draw people in type of thing. You talk about relationships on there. You talk about breakups. You talk about advice. One of the things I love that you do on your Instagram is you have my rules. Mm. And it's just rules that you have for both the guy and the girl. And it's great because... If you ever find yourself in times of trouble, like go to Lindsay's Instagram page and like there's a guide for what to do. Have you ever heard of the rules revisited? It's like this blog by a man. I haven't actually, or maybe oh, I have, but I've never looked into it. Tell me more. It is like when you go, I think it's called the rules revisited and it's on like an HTML site where like the graphics are green and it hasn't been updated in probably like 10 years. And he basically goes through, you know, that book, The Rules. Yeah, of course. But it's a man vetting it. And he has really controversial stuff on there. And he's kind of an asshole, but he kind of has a good heart. And he breaks down everything. He has rules like you shouldn't date to find your boyfriend. You should always date to find your husband. Um, don't ever text an ex on their birthday. Who cares? Well, that's a good point. Yeah. So some of it's good, but I'm surprised. Like, it would be a good topic for oh, you to cover Oh, yeah. Now day. I'm going to do a whole episode on it, thanks to you. He's probably like in jail now. He's like kind of crazy, but it's like, it's very fun content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So getting into some celebrities real quick, one question for you. I know that you get into astrology and birth charts. When you look at a celebrity couple, do you ever look at their birth chart to see if they're meant to be together? Or of not? course. It's one of the first things that I look at okay. and we're going to get into Kristen and Dax today. I already know, I, before you even sent a topic <laughs> thing, I knew their signs and I know, well, by the way, when's your birthday? May 26th. Okay. I just want to make sure so I don't offend you by talking no, about everybody these specific hates signs. Gemini's, so like no, it's okay. I love Gemini's actually okay. as a Libra. But um, Kristen and Dax are opposite signs. So Kristen is a Cancer and Dax is a Capricorn. Okay. So she's like emotional, obviously. That's she's emotional, but it's, it's not even just about that. It's when it's opposite signs, opposites either attract or attack. And I think they do a bit of both. And we'll talk about that later. But that's 
that's the gist. Attract and attack could be their tagline as like a couple. That's literally. really who they literally. are. Literally. So let's start with them because I have a lot of strong feelings about Kristen and Dex. And then we'll kind of go into judging and vetting the different advice of other celebrity pairings. So Kristen and Dax, to me, I've always hated them <laughs> just because I feel like they're in the news so often and they're doing such TMI about their relationship. And it really is a fine line as a celebrity where I think there was a celebrity recently saying that she likes getting peed on. This might have been by Diddy. Like I just saw it on Instagram when I was scrolling. But at the same time, you don't want to go the other side where you're Taylor Swift and you've been dating a guy for eight years, but it almost feels vindictive that you don't even have like one photo together as a selfie. So I feel like there's such a spectrum that celebrities take where they're either telling you all about their colonoscopy and you're watching it on Good Morning America or <laughs> you know nothing about them. And Kristen and Dax have... Basically, during quarantine, they ramped up a lot of their quotes by saying that they were fighting and they were having rage blackouts when fighting. What do you think of this idea of like, should you what should you share about your relationship? And what's the line between TMI and like authenticity? I think there's a middle ground. Like I always make this joke. I talk about my husband on our podcast on my podcast, but I'm not going to like describe his penis. Yeah. Like there's like you you can talk about it without going too far and being disrespectful, the difference between me talking about my husband and Kristen and Dax is that they are both public figures and they both want to be talked about. Especially Dax. Dax would be Especially like, please Dax. like draw my penis. Oh like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, there is a fine line. I think you can find somewhere in the middle where like, you're like, yeah, I'm in a relationship. You know, we had this one argument. It taught me this, it taught him this, blah, blah, blah. As opposed to, yeah, and I ripped off his shirt and I, you know, like, granted, I think no argument should get to the dark points where their yeah. arguments have. And reading about, you know, this blackout rage fight where Kristen loves to slam the doors and leave in her car. And that's like toxic behavior 101. Mm -hmm. it's, it's sometimes I have to wonder when celebrities give interviews, because sometimes you think that something is happening with you. Like I've done a few videos about like discharge on TikTok and everyone's like, oh, so relatable. And I'm like, but one day it won't be. And you guys will all look at me weird. And I have to wonder when sometimes celebrities give interviews and they're like, yeah, you know that moment where you're just so mad, you like throw a plate at someone's head and it's like a record scratch. And everybody's right. like, actually, no, I've yeah. never thrown a plate at someone's exactly. head. And it's so funny you say that about discharge because like my friends and I talk about this stuff <laughs> all the time. People need, it's, a, it's an epidemic. Yeah. It overstimulates you. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it except like wear a period cup. And even if you wear a panty liner, well, like now that's not good for your vagina. Basically like it's, stop discharge. It's the side effect of having a WAP. Yes, you know? And everybody <laughs> like, sometimes there were people on my comments too, they're like one day, it's like I have really thick hair and my mom's like one day when you're older, you'll love having thick hair. It's like one day you'll love your discharge when you get older. But. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> okay. So Kristen and Dax, they, they've been together for a while. They met at a dinner party in 2007. And what's really interesting is that they were both out of relationships, like fresh out of relationships then. And they both said that there were, quote, no sparks whatsoever when they first met that night. She remembered that he, quote, talked so much. And he said this about her. When I met her and her friends, I was suspicious of their unbridled happiness. I thought something stinks here. They're in a cult. But slowly I began to see her positive way of looking at the world. She gives people the benefit of the doubt. What do you think of that initially? I, I feel like whenever Dax talks about Kristen, he kind of negs her. Like he kind of says something shitty about It's like about backhanded her. compliments. Yes. I think that what he's saying, it just sounds like textbook he's a narcissist. Yeah. And he's like, oh, she's a happy person and I could totally fuck her life up because like mm -hmm. she seems like the kind of person that would always give me a hug no matter how mean I was to her. That's someone I want to be with. Yeah, it it really does seem that way too. And also, I don't know. I just have to think whenever people say there were no sparks whatsoever, maybe this is just me <laughs> judging people, obviously. But I would imagine if you meet Kristen Bell and you meet a famous Hollywood actress at a party, even if you're fresh out of a relationship, wouldn't there be like a little bit of sparks? Or at least if you're now married, wouldn't you be able to look back and say like, oh, you know, we didn't get each other's numbers, but I thought they were cute. 
Right. I think it's yeah. I think it's weird to say about your partner there were no sparks whatsoever. But one could argue like they're just being really honest. And like some people say like, oh, my God, I knew they were my wife after the first date. But then it's like, well, you knew in hindsight because it's your wife now. You yeah. know, I don't think it's like the biggest. I think out of all the things that we're going to talk about, that's like the <laughs> least is, of the red flags. This is low level. And you knew your husband before you guys started dating. Right? Yeah. And and to be honest with you, when we met for the first time, there were no sparks. But, whatsoever. But whatsoever. <laughs> But because I was in a relationship and he was like my boyfriend at the time's colleague's friend. Yeah. Like I was not, your mind doesn't like process like it like that, you know? Yeah. And then when I ran into him a few years later when we were 29, there were a shit ton of sparks. And so like that, but that's different than saying there were no sparks whatsoever and there were never sparks again, you know? Yeah. I would completely agree the same way and also it's not like there were years before this so after they met it was like a couple of months later they ended up going to a basketball game together or no sorry a baseball game together they started dating and what happened basically was um this is what Dak said. There was a ton of jealousy for pretty good reasons. I had been in an open relationship for nine years. I was blacked out a big chunk of my life. There were a lot of things for her to be concerned about. So they start dating romantically. And after a couple of months, they break up. And Kristen basically says that we would get into a fight because we'd fight a lot. I'd yell something and then slam the bedroom door. I'd slam the front door, get in my car, skid out the driveway, and I would sit around the corner in my car. And it felt so good. And I realized how incredibly toxic it was only after he pointed it out. I kind of don't buy that. Like you're driving away in your car just to sit around the corner. I feel like there must be some part of your brain that goes this is a little bit toxic. Of course. Yeah. And also it takes you back to like that high school relationship where like you're on this roller coaster and like the highs feel so good and the lows feel so low. And so, yeah, yeah it is toxic. But I think she was feeding into it. I think he was starting it and then she was feeding into it. That's what I think. Like you don't just run out of your house because someone was like, will you pass the salt? So like he obviously <laughs> was like, you're a fucking stupid bitch. You know, like, yes, obviously he said some fucked up stuff. And I will say, and this is a whole other avenue that we could go down, but I don't know if we should like, he's an addict. I'm sober. Like I understand what it's like to be an addict. And like, there is a big part of addiction that is like this selfish, just like selfish tendencies. Mm. And I think that it's really difficult to be with an addict for for the, like that reason and so many others. So I think she's protecting him in throwing herself under the bus and being like, well, I would just get mad and slam the door and run away. It's like, why are you running? You're running for a reason. Yeah, and they never really mention that. I mean, during quarantine, they do kind of talk about the specifics of their fight, which I'm like so excited to dive into. But yeah, she just says, we'd get into a fight because we'd fight a lot. And it's like, what's the, I've fought in a plethora of different relationships. Sometimes somebody's lying. Sometimes you just don't connect and like see eye to eye together. Sometimes somebody said something shitty. You know, typically there's like a pattern and they never really say, they just keep saying that they're fighting. So after three months together, Dax ended the relationship for a little bit. Kristen says, he sat me down and said, I can't have this right now. I think that you're wonderful, but I am still dating other people. And then I like liquefied and fell to the ground, but I felt incredibly respected that he had the balls to tell me we weren't in the same place. A lot to dig into there. What do you think of that? I mean, it's just so many red flags, like one, one after another, I think. I'm a big believer in like you shouldn't break up and get back together with someone like mm. if you broke up for the first time like the first time there was a reason you need to pay attention to it and you need to go on your merry way because like the person that's meant for you you're not going to have to break up with them and get back together and break up with them and get back together. I think obviously it was mature of him to be honest but like again she's making excuses for him. But also mature in the sense where I feel like guys so often will be like, I'm be they'll say that they're doing something mature and it's like the cousin of mature, you know? So Dax sitting you down and saying, I can't have this right now. I think you're wonderful, but I'm still dating other people. The act of sitting someone down and having a conversation is like in good faith. But I feel like Dax must have done it in a shitty way because first of all, 
I think you're great, but I'm still dating other people. What does that have so to do with it? So fucking condescending. Just like end it with her. You don't have to bring up, and by the way, I'm like still fucking bitches. Like right. that's not what this talk is about. No, but I think like now hearing it again, if someone said that to me, if I said that to someone, I'd yeah. be like, it's so cute how obsessed with me you are, <laughs> but I'm not there yet with you. I don't feel the same. That's what he's saying. Yeah. And it's so obnoxious, so condescending. Like he he basically is saying like, you're so into me and I'm not. Yes. Yeah. Caraway products are by far my favorite thing to use in the kitchen. I had my family over for a brunch, little hosting moment a couple weeks ago, and every single one of us stood in the kitchen and watched me cook because we kept talking about how attractive the Caraway pans were. My dad was in love with them. They are phenomenal. Not only do they just look so beautiful and aesthetically pleasing, but they've got this ceramic, naturally slick surface, so you don't have to arm wrestle with your fried eggs anymore. They just slide right off the pan, and they are also made without any toxic materials, which is fantastic because every article and documentary you watch nowadays kind of makes you terrified of stuff. So I want you to experience the same pleasure that I do with Caraway. You can visit carawayhome.com fluently to take advantage of this limited time offer and you can get 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com fluently, or you could use code fluently at checkout caraway non-toxic cookware made modern i can't have this right now i think you're wonderful but i'm still dating other people and then the other part of this quote is when Kristen says and then i like liquefied and fell to the ground and sure maybe you're handling it up for the cameras i'm also an anxious attached girl so i'm like relatable but also i'm anxiously attached like after you've been my boyfriend for a year or something after three months together is like that's a lot to liquefy and fall to the ground over I I disagree. Oh, I okay. I think that those three monthers can really hook you in, mm. and you've only seen the good for, of somebody. So you create paint this picture of like this amazing relationship together, and like you know to bring back our girl Taylor Swift, who you mentioned, like yeah. you know all too well, and the Jake Gyllenhaal stuff. That was three months. So I don't think it's impossible to have really strong feelings after three months. I think that's when you either start officially dating or you end things and like some people have the the love feeling after three months so mm -hmm. I don't think that that's so crazy but I do see what you're saying yeah so and I feel like this is one of your rules is it at what point are you supposed to be exclusive with someone would you say guidelines? no more than three months like okay. that's that's just about that time yeah I I feel the same way too okay so they did not take your advice. They ended up getting back together. Just a few days later, um, Dax called her and said, I don't know what I was thinking. I was, <laughs> I can't believe this. I he said, I don't know what I was thinking. I was dating someone else, but they're not as interesting as you. And I don't know what I'm doing. And he came back. Which is just <laughs> in terrible form. First of all, so rude to the person that he was dating. So, and also because like, she exists yeah. in this world and she's probably read that quote. Yeah. Like, why put down another woman? That reminds me of when guys say, like, yeah, my ex was so crazy. She was such a bitch. Like, it's that same energy. Like, you don't need to put down someone else. If if someone came to you and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I just fucked someone last night, but, like, it wasn't that good, so do you want to fuck tonight? Like, <laughs> I would be like, get away from That's me. <laughs> not how you deliver things. No. Like, he should have gone back to her and been like, Kristen, I'm an idiot, I don't know why I was dating anyone else. You are the person that I want to be with, period. And it still sows those like flames of, uh, what did he say before, right? I think you're wonderful, but I'm dating other people. Oh, I was dating someone else, but they're not as interesting as you. It still kind of puts this mentality there of work for me, bitch. Be interesting. Exactly. Be sparkly enough mm -hmm. to hold my attention. Be shiny. Capture. Be interesting. And I feel like when Dax says – and so many guys say this about girls. They're not interesting. Mm. And I just feel like it's such a layered thing to say to someone. And I feel like it typically – there's almost an element of like they're not smart enough for me. Right. They're not engaging enough for me. They're not keeping up with me. I just feel like Dax would have those types of mentalities about women. Right. And it puts so much pressure on you to be interesting. It puts so much pressure. I actually remember on my first date with my husband, he was talking about someone he had dated in the past. And he said something like – yeah, she like didn't 
Like she was like kind of helpless. Like she didn't like have her own life, like whatever. And granted, like I already had my own life like too much. But if I didn't, I would then be like, oh shit, I can never <laughs> ask him for help with anything. I have yeah. to like amp up like my girls dinners. Like I cannot in any way, you know, be an inkling of that thing. But I was guilty of it too. I remember on our first date, I said something like about exes not wanting to like have sex as frequently as I like to. Mm -hmm. And then I think he like was like, I got to have sex with her all the time. You know what I mean? So I think we can all say that like we're guilty of that, but not intentionally. It happens all the time. I remember I dated one guy who was like, yeah, like my last girlfriend, like she just kind of like moved in with me without like me asking. And like she wouldn't every time we ordered delivery, it was at my place. So like I was paying for it all the time but she was always over here. So like I ended up like funding her entire life. You better believe like when the check came, I was like, do you want me to pay for that? Yeah. Like anything you want. Right. It just like cements in your brain where you're like, okay, here's what not to do. Like they're giving me a guide. Right, exactly. So now Kristen's like, okay, well I have to be interesting because mm-hmm. this other girl wasn't as interesting as me. This is my saving grace quality why he came back. Time to pull out all, it's like a fun fact every night with me. So mm-hmm. who knows? So they end up, um, proposing and even this oh my god like I I hate reading situations like this but after two years together he proposed to her over the holidays in 2009 and they say that Jason Bateman told Dax to quote stop fucking around and marry Kristen and Dax has so many quotes where he's like I did not want to get married like monogamy was not for me like not for me at all but like I guess I did with her and I would just be so upset if that ha- like I don't want to coerce you into like marriage with me I don't want to try to guide you there and sheepdog your way into a ring like it's crazy no I think you should never force every story I've ever heard of a woman convincing a man to propose to her yeah has ended up in a miserable marriage or a divorce or an engagement breaking off Anyone get left at the altar? Like ever since Sex in the City movie, I'm just like, you can't force them. I don't think that happens could. anymore, yeah. but I do have a friend who recently broke off an engagement. Yeah. Like two weeks before the wedding. And like shit, wow. this shit, like, you know, you, you both have to not only like want to spend your life together, but be so excited about it and really like be jumping in headfirst. Yeah. And I do wonder too, because it, it seems like there wasn't a lot of pushing at least for Kristen to get this done but his other friends were so I find that surprising too because I have heard of some celebrity relationships where they're like oh yeah or you even hear of celebrities planting stories where um they'll go out and like a tabloid will say Sophie I heard of this with Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas like Sophie Turner like was she out with another man or doing this and they say that allegedly PR people will leak that to the tabloid. So then that way Joe Jonas reads it and goes, oh shit, I have to lock her down and marry her. So apparently in Hollywood, you don't like ask your friends to pressure someone. You just leak it to Us Weekly. Wait, that's so interesting. I never heard of that before. And like they say that allegedly celebrities will do that with babies too, where it'll be like baby bump and there's no baby bump, but they're like, I want to get pregnant. So like, let's leak this and have the husband see it. But why, but how would that make the husband then want because like, then maybe he'd be like, oh, I do want a little baby. I mean, I think it would do the opposite. That's so toxic that they didn't talk <laughs> about that before, that it took a story saying baby bump question mark for yeah. him to discuss children with her. Like, it's Hollywood, baby. It's wild. <laughs> um, okay, so they end up having their first child together, baby bump, in 2013. They end up um, – so they proposed, but they were one of those couples that waited to get married until after same-sex marriage, which – I don't know what you think about that. I think it's a good, obviously your heart is in the right place, but then I just think it's hard enough to find a wedding venue and now you're competing with the LGBTQ community. No, dude, now knowing Dax a little bit more, I think that was his <laughs> excuse because he hates monogamy. Yeah. He was like, oh, he just wanted to seem like a good person. You know, he's like, oh, I want to wait till like all cancer is cured, you know? And it's like, yeah. no, you really just don't want to be with this woman like you really are just dragging your feet so that you could keep doing whatever the fuck you want and not have a ring on your finger which that's a whole other story with his fucking ring tattoo okay can we get into it so he doesn't have an actual ring on his finger he has a bell tattoo 
on his ring finger, I guess, for Kristen Bell. But I always find that so suspicious, too, when guys are like, I'm just not a ring person. Okay, well, you become one. Yeah. Like, you have to wear it. You (laughs) you do. Like, if you want to get married, then you wear a ring. Like, that's just part of it. If Mm. I have to wear a fucking ring, guess what? You're wearing one, too. Yeah. So I just find that really – I mean, I do think it's cute that he got a bell, I guess, because it is Kristen Bell. But I don't know. For me, I would not. It just is very him. Like it's very, very him. They also had a very low key wedding. Um, It cost one hundred and forty two dollars. She wore all black and obviously he got the bell tattoo. They end up having their second daughter in 2015. They kind of start talking about their decision to go to couples therapy. So. This quote was interesting. She says, our relationship wasn't perfect. We had a couple years of fighting and of growing pains and hating each other, then loving each other, then going to couples therapy, and we worked it out. We earned each other. I do think couples therapy is really helpful for people. I think therapy in general, like you you just get to access and analyze and look at situations in ways you wouldn't. But when she says we had a couple years of fighting, growing pains, and hating each other, a couple years of that. That's a long time to fight and hate each other. Yeah. I wonder if it was like on and off. Yeah. Like I wonder if it was just a few months out of those years. But I recently heard Michelle Obama talk about how she hated Barack for like 10 years (laughs) of their marriage. And you know what? Like that that did that's like the discharge thing. It's like, wait, is this normal? And (laughs) and I think so many people related to that that I will give Kristen and Dax that. Maybe it was just their, like, you know, Michelle and Barack years. Yeah. But I did, I don't know if we passed this or if it's later on, but what he said about having only one kid. Oh, my God. Wait. I think he talked about it later, like many years later. But let me find that because we're already at their two kids. I hated that. That was awful. Because after you said then they had another kid, I was like, wait, I thought it was only one because of what he had said. No, so they do have two kids, and I think it wasn't – I feel like sometimes Dax has these asinine quotes that he just, like, waits until the news cycle hasn't talked about him for a bit, and then he's like, let me say this shitty thing about my second kid that happened, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, okay, this was it. In 2022, during an appearance on the Endless Honeymoon podcast, Shepard shared that he and Belle did not want a second child. He went on to explain that they were content and so full after having their eldest daughter, Lincoln, but felt guilty that she wouldn't have someone to pal around with. Quote, we travel a lot. It's not fair to bring this little human everywhere we go and deal with only adults. We owe it to her to give her a playmate that travels with us. We love her enough to do something we don't really want to do, which is have a second because we were so absolutely happy with just the one. Okay. Like I'm <laughs> the second child. I would run away from home if my parents I, said that. If, first of all, I know that I wasn't – I was actually like an accident, like a surprise. <gasps> oh, did you ask your parents or did they tell No, they you? told me. <laughs> but in a very – in a way more kind way than he – I'm sure the second child is finding out through this or will find out through this yeah. years later when she does some Googling. And that would break my heart. I mean, it's one thing to say, like, we didn't want one, but then we had one. And what a joy, which is kind of how my parents told me. Yeah. Not to be like, we loved your sister so much. She was good. Like, we were good with her. But then we were like, ah, uh, she needs like a little, little bitch to play with, like a little playmate, little, little something. So we just had, we had you, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just like an extension of the child that you really loved, but you don't actually love me, nor did you want me. Like that's going to put your second child in therapy for the rest of their lives. And it's also like, first of all, the the logic they're using is kind of shitting on only children anywhere because they're like, God forbid, like we had an only child. And then this quote of we love her enough to do something we don't really want to do. That's like that's how he feels about Kristen and marriage. And it's to me, that's just like I like I'm I'm scared of boats, but I'll go on a kayak with you because you really want to do it. Not like we're going to bring another life into this world and we don't want to do it. Right. Exactly. And I think what's even more bizarre is that maybe one day I would do something like this. Like, let's say maybe I have a third kid and I don't want to, but I do. 
you would never get that confession out of me. I would take it to the grave. Of course. And maybe after like seven martinis, I would like tell my best friend, but I would never say it on a podcast. Like never. it's okay to lie sometimes, you know? Yeah. I just don't think Dax really understands that. No. So. And I would love to know like what the person asked him that prompted that response. I think nothing. I think sometimes Dax is, he's just a, t- have you listened to his podcast? Yes, I have. And As I have liked podcaster. some episodes. Yeah. What do you think of his stuff? I have liked some episodes and then some I'm like, no. He just is, I have this working theory and this is like just my own kind of conspiracy theory here. I think that he got Kristen Bell super into self-improvement because you know how they're both so yeah. into self-improvement? because he knows that she is kind of the winner. She's bigger than him, she's got a better name, everyone says that she's basically the better person in the relationship. So if you get her really into self-help and underneath this mental model that you're never enough, you can always be improving, there's always another level to reach, you should always be reaching for that, I feel like they do almost toxic self-help and self-improvement where it's like Kristen you're never good enough you could always work on this and work on that like I don't think Dax has ever looked at her in the eyes and said like I love you for who you are and like you're perfect and content and I love you flaws and all I also 100% agree and I also think that there is a fine line between I love you as you are and you need to fix this thing and I don't think that you should have married somebody that you want to fix so much Mm. and like I, you know, I dated a ton of people before my husband and there was always something I wanted to fix about them until I met my husband. And I don't, I literally do not want to fix anything about him. Like, do I want him to get better with age? Of course. Like we all do, you know, do I wish he was like stronger in certain areas? Sure. But like, I don't want to fix who he is. I don't want to change his personality. I don't want to do any of that. And I think that like comes through a lot in how he treats Kristen. And I also think that on that same note of like spirituality and toxicity or or, uh, self-help and all that stuff, the way that their fight started, the one that they told us about in detail. Yes. Yeah. Let's get into that. This was really, and it was also very relatable because I will say like, I found them so annoying, but then um, when I listened to their podcast, Yes, they were fighting on the podcast and they were sniffing at each other, but it almost felt like ASMR to me. It was so relaxing to listen to two people bicker. And I don't know why. Maybe that's because Kristen Bell has a very soothing voice, but I didn't find their actual fighting annoying. Like I listened so many people on Reddit were like, it's so uncomfortable how much they fight. I listened to it and I was like, this is just bickering that like everybody does. It's not a big deal. But okay, so this is their fight during quarantine. Way Way has a new anti-dandruff shampoo, and I will say with my chest fully out that I have had my experiences with dandruff over the years. I was one of those girls that kept thinking, maybe it is just dry scalp, and then I would go to the hair salon, and they would say, no, girl, that is dandruff, okay? But we don't always have to have dandruff, so being flake-free is the way to be in 2023 with Way's new anti-dandruff shampoo. You can do more than drugstore with gentle shampoo that takes the rough out of dandruff. It's formulated with their Cape Town fragrance. It has notes of ginger and spearmint, so your hair will smell as good as it feels. After 28 days, 100 of participants using this anti-dandruff shampoo agreed that they saw fewer flakes and their scalp felt less itchy and irritated. So, you can do more than drugstore with the new anti-dandruff shampoo from Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use Fluently for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code Fluently. So at the end of March 2020, they talk with Katie Kirk over Instagram Life to talk about life during quarantine. Kristen Bell says that they had been at each other's throats real bad, and Dax left the chat early saying, quote, America's sweetheart has some character defects, which you just know he was working on that as a line. Like, I don't think that improv came out of his mouth. I think he was, like, stewing on it and writing, like, little quippy insults about her in his journal. No, I think that really came out. I really do. I think that, like, he has so much resentment to her for being considered America's sweetheart whereas he's considered like a dirtbag like alcoholic idiot with like a podcast like 
what has he done other like a, a, one movie and like punked you know what I mean like yeah I think he has so much jealousy like about her career about how sh- her she's perceived by America that he has that's not the first time he's called her America's sweetheart in a fight that's for fucking sure Ooh. I agree with you. Like you, you said it very confidently, and he has said that so many times before. Like Little Miss Sunshine or America's, but which first of all is very condescending. Again, condescending, yeah. and also character defects is a huge uh, sobriety, Alcoholics Anonymous terminology. Oh, and he drops a lot of terminology on his podcast often about it. And character defects is actually something that you, as the alcoholic, are supposed to be working on. Um, is your own character defects. So that's why it's so like, exactly. So that's why it's so top of mind to him to use that phrase. God, interesting. Okay, this is some good insight here. Well, I pulled up a quote from when they said this, it was 2020. This was a quote from 2017. And Chris, they were talking about this. Kristen Bell said, if you have contempt for the other person, if you roll your eyes or disregard something they said, your relationship will fail. You might as well get out of it now. And then Dax Shepard said in 2015, I said to Kristen, we should try hard to police ourselves about becoming contemptuous of each other. If I ever see you roll your eyes at me, we need to hit pause and figure out what's going on. And of course, like the advice you give, you're not going to follow it by the book every day. But I find it so bizarre and frustrating that somebody would give advice saying, don't become contemptuous of the other. And it's just obvious that that's how you are with your partner. Like everybody can see it. Right. It's Um, true. I mean, I think the way that they got into their fight really fucking pissed me off. I think he said she had asked him to do some kind of chore. Yeah. So this was the blackout fight. She said we had an incredible fight. Top of the lungs screaming. Um, Basically, oh, my God, this made me so upset. So we'll talk about what happened afterwards. But the reason for the fight, we finally find out. She wanted him to do a few chores on a Sunday to help out while she was gone. She said it was about things around the house I needed help with. We have this relationship where you were supposed to be able to say, I need your help with this. I left a note and I was like, hey, dad, would you mind taking the two towels in the dryer and folding them? And then like one other thing. I thought that's 10 minutes of work. At that point, the house was getting to be a lot for me. The keeping up with the mom stuff, the shoes being outgrown. I'm the one ordering that, whatever. He goes, when you leave me notes, I feel really controlled. And he launched into how he felt about it. Okay, what do we think that about that post That fucking pisses me off. So, yeah. okay, and we'll talk about how she communicated it, but I can imagine that Kristen is scared of this man. Ooh. And leaving him a note is... Like a gentle way. Is a gentle way, is, is honestly what she probably thinks is like a protective like protecting herself from getting verbally abused if she's like says to him you know face to face Dax I need you to do this he probably launches into are you fucking kidding me I'm not doing this blah 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 whatever (laughs) you know and so she's like let me leave him this like cute little note with hearts you know like let me spoon feed yeah let me spoon feed this to him like maybe he'll be sweet and do it and he comes up with some fucking self-improvement bullshit when you tell me what to do I'm not okay with it you know when you leave me notes I feel really controlled when you leave me notes I feel really controlled okay um (laughs) cool like you're in a marriage yeah that takes two people to do chores to do things to blah 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 like that would be like if you were like Lindsay can you pay your taxes and I was like you know what? When you ask me to pay my taxes, I feel really overwhelmed. It's like, yeah, obviously you fucking do. You know, nobody wants to be told what to do. Yeah. You're not special, Dax. Yeah. Like fold the fucking towels yeah. for your breadwinning wife and shut the fuck up. And he acts like it, that's the thing too, right? Like I feel really controlled. Yeah, because I was controlling you for 1% of two seconds, you know? Like, was I contro- was I controlling what you wear, what you eat, who you go out to, who you see? Then we can talk about that and you can give me this label of being controlling. But me saying, can you fold two fucking towels? It's like, that's not controlling. And also, 
obviously it just gets into this whole idea of the mental load and how women are always taking on more in the relationship around the house. You know Dax isn't ordering shoes for the kids and doing all of this shit around the house and cooking macaroni and cheese and blah, blah, blah. And she asks him to do the tiniest thing and he like freaks out over it. And it also goes back to his trauma of hating monogamy. And mm. so he's like almost using this against her. Like, you know that like you, you better be the yeah, cool you, girl. You otherwise can't control me. Otherwise, this marriage isn't going to work because I'm going to want to step out and be non-monogamous again. Yes. So you better watch your tone because, you know, we're one one post-it note away from me straying with with all these women. You know, it's like it's a threat. If I was her, I would have done a collab with one of those prank channels and like covered his car with post-its the next day oh, and then set it on fire and been like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think, you know, I almost like got the chills when we like, I think she's scared of him. And that really, that really concerns me. I was also thinking, see, I was thinking, which I agree with you and I think that's what it is. But part of me was going, I wonder if she left him a note because it's one of those things with the guy where you're like, could you take out the trash, take out the trash, take out the trash. And then finally you're like, I'm going to email him to take out the trash. So there's a paper trail that I asked him, you know, rather than him being like, you never asked me to take out the trash. Yeah, um, I, I hear that. I also I also wonder, do you think that she is the breadwinner there? Oh, yeah. I think she makes money because she has that Disney money too. She's the yeah, voice exactly. of- Frozen. Um, yeah. I think that- that is a huge issue in their relationship. And a lot of yes. uh, heterosexual relationships where the woman is the breadwinner. So a few celebrities have talked about that. Beyonce's talked about it. Lena Dunham have talked about it. Do you think that it's possible for a guy? Do you think it takes a certain type of guy? Do you think that there can never be a relationship where the woman is the breadwinner? I just think that it, because of society and, you know, just the way that male and female relationship dynamics work i think it works best if the man for the for the man's confidence for the man's sexuality like for every for a healthy sex life for everything it works better when the man feels like he's the man and is that in terms of breadwinner, is that like, what if you guys are both making the same salary, but like he's... That's okay. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. I think it's just when there's a d big discrepancy, it creates a ton of resentment. I have so many women friends who have gotten divorced over it, over them being the breadwinner. What And how does that... Because I feel like it's something where a guy would never come out and say, I feel insecure that you make more money than oh, me. Oh, no. Instead, I feel like they would just be a total coward and cheat on you, try to get their masculinity that way. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, start to, like, put you down and, like, withdraw love. Cheat on you, withdraw love. I think also just, like, become a lazy piece of shit. Yeah, not fold the towels around the house. Because there's a difference. <laughs> like, when when the woman doesn't work and the man works, yeah. the woman feels, because we feel like this as women, like, we have to do something for these men, right? Like, we have to you know, keep the home nice and be domestic and take care of the kids. And when a man doesn't work and the woman is doing all the things, it's like he does nothing. Yeah. He does nothing to almost like in rebellion because yeah. he doesn't feel like he has to. He's like, oh, well, she's doing it all anyway. Like, you know, what, you know, it's he just like feels sorry for himself. So what do you think? Let's say you're a high powered woman out there. Oh, my God. Have you seen that episode of Sex and the City where Miranda Hobbs lies and says that she's a stewardess rather than a lawyer i definitely have because i've seen every episode but yeah, yeah. and like it's on a speed dating thing and all of a sudden all these guys start being like wait you're a stewardess oh like, yeah hello. yeah and half of it is like that's, that's a sexy so job and then the other half is they don't want someone more high powered than them so mm -hmm. how do you think high powered women are supposed to do it do you just try to date a president <laughs> i mean there's something above there's always Someone, someone above, you. above you in a way, but then also like just find someone who's extremely happy with who they are and what they do yeah, and is equally as ambitious, if not more. I also think, too, if you're in the same industry, 
I have a friend who like something happened with her with a guy she was seeing and he was just kind of a dick and they're both kind of in the influencer space and she's way more successful than him and I feel like that is a thing too like I don't know yeah. you and me but like I've dated guys and if I have a booming podcast they're like well what do I care like I'm in finance you know like exactly podcasting is a different industry right 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 no you should never date someone in your same industry yeah it really does not work out and you should never mix business and pleasure now do you think I always think the guy I'm like the guy should make more money be a little bit older a little bit taller and I think the girl has to be better looking what do you think interesting <laughs> um I feel like they always are like they just they usually are, are you're yeah. right I think it's less about the girl being a little bit better looking because there's so much to being good looking in, yeah. in the sense right like the girl could have the better personality and like be almost as like on the same level I think it's more like the guy just has to love the girl a little bit more and so whatever that means, maybe it's because she's better looking. Maybe it's because she works the room better, whatever it is. Yeah. There has to be like guys, uh, heterosexual men, for better or worse, they need to, they want, they have to find someone that they feel like is out of their league a little bit. Yeah. But I feel like girls are supposed to do that too. Basically, everybody's just like reaching up, up, up like it's the monkey bars. Well, that's basically. why everyone struggles to find love. <laughs> Third love bras. What I am wearing underneath my clothes has always been very important to me. If it's uncomfortable, then I am overstimulated and cranky all day. And if it's incredibly comfortable, I feel confident. I feel like the best version of myself. So what if you could finally have a bra that makes your boobs look and feel amazing and is actually super comfortable to wear all day? Third Love's 24-7 classic t-shirt bra will make your boobs look great period. It is also super supportive and comfortable and it won't show through your clothes. It has made millions of women and their boobs very happy. It's designed for your body and it even comes in half cup sizes so you will always get a perfect fit. Also, I don't know about you but I feel like they make clothing more and more thin the material like each year it gets thinner <laughs> so that's why having a bra that fits and won't show through clothes has just become more important to me year after year so ditch your bad bras get a better one that makes you look and feel great you can upgrade your bra today and get 20 percent off your first order today at thirdlove.com fluently that is 20 percent off your first order today at thirdlove.com fluently isn't that hard like it it really is hard like everybody's trying to reach up and I don't know I feel like I date people down and then it sucks because you're like oh we broke up and they were like below me too oh god you know? that's the worst that's happened to me so many times I think yeah. the best case scenario is that you are so lucky to be with them and they are so lucky to be with you yeah okay so back, back to Jackson uh Kristen basically after they fought about this they blacked out, okay? She said that they both blacked out. They got into a fight. It was a lot of volume, harsh words being thrown around, an angry fight. She grabbed her pillow, stomped down the hall, and slept in the front room and was crying, and they didn't talk for three days. Okay. The didn't yeah. talk for three days is the craziest thing I have ever heard. How long would you say you can do a silent treatment for and still be a reasonable person? An hour. Yeah. An hour. <laughs> like, we also talk. We're people who talk. Yeah. So – like 10 minutes. Oh, no. if I like you can tell I'm moody if I haven't talked for 10 minutes. Exactly. Like, you know, it's exactly. Obvious. Yeah. But I think the not talking for three days is crazy. It is toxic. I actually my grandpa and my grandma, who is not with us anymore, but they used to have those kinds of fights where they would have a fight and then go three days without talking. Did you and witness it, them or just? Hear no, about no. It? They okay. would. They've told us like all these stories are passed down, you know. And my mom would tell me about it. And my grandpa, who's still alive, has told me about it. And it's the craziest thing. And I'm like, why? Like, why would you do that? And it was just like ego, honestly. Like, It so is. It's so – no, it is. It is. It is and yeah. and at the end of the day, like, you can't be in a successful relationship when your ego's in that relationship too. You can't. I, I think everyone has, like, the one thing to work on in relationships. And that's mine silent treatments and like being moody and mm. like and every girl does that where they're like what's wrong and you're like nothing but you say it with such venom that it's like okay like something's obviously wrong and it does you really have to like look at yourself outside of yourself and be like I'm just gonna white knuckle through this and be like I actually didn't like how like you said this it like made me feel like I was ugly and you feel so vulnerable but then the problem's gone exactly yeah. there's nothing better than that 
like satisfaction of actually saying how you feel and being heard, it's worth the vulnerability. Yeah. So if we had to, this is all speculation, who would you say ended the silent treatment? I would say Dax did it trying to appear like he was the bigger person, but he just wanted to do it so then that way he could say, I ended the silent treatment and you were being such a child about it. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I In this, like, I just feel like Kristen is such a victim in their relationship that, like, I'm going to say Kristen ended it because she, like, made him breakfast. Oh, but who knows? That's good. <laughs> I would I would agree with that, too. So, um, ooh, so this was a recent interview, too. They were talking about a time that Dax was helping Kristen during breastfeeding. She had a clogged milk duct or, like, it was infection of the breast tissue, and basically he had to help her with it. And I will say they both said in this interview, and it was within the past couple of months where they were like, however we answer, because they were asked about that, I know for the next three months we're going to be in the news cycle, which is like, fine, blah, blah, blah. After kind of hearing about their history and what we know about them, do you think they get unfairly clipped? Do you think that this is an accurate kind of peek into their relationship? And if you were them, what would you do to kind of like change how the public views you? I think that with great power comes great responsibility and the fact that they share so openly about their relationship is going to get so much heat mm. because they're being so open because they do have flaws and fights and things like that. Um, I think that, you know, we don't know what happened with Brad and Angelina. Like if we knew more, like we'd be talking about it more. We'd hate one of them more, you know? So yeah. I think it's just because they're so open, they get so much shit but at the same time, I do believe that there's a lot of toxicity in their relationship. Is there toxicity in most relationships? Probably. Mm, you think like this level of toxicity? Not this level, but okay. I think like a level where there's at least one fight that everyone has had in their relationship that they don't feel comfortable sharing with their friends. Yeah. Have you, know? you had that one yet? We had that one, but I think it's, I think that I'm being dramatic. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think if I told my friends, they'd be like, oh, you know, he didn't mean that, you yeah. know? But like, I'm like, oh, I would never tell them because, and that's actually remind me after this. That's a good poll question to ask. Yeah, that is a good one. There's also, I feel like guys and girls are different where sometimes I'll be like, oh my God, like we just had a fight and a boyfriend of mine will be like, what are you talking? Like we had a discussion. And I was like, oh, that was like a fight. That was like a blowout fight. He's like, and we like we talked and we disagreed, but we got over it. So sometimes right. your perception is different. Right, right. Now, how familiar are you with blind items? Oh, I loved that you added this at the end. Mm -hmm. I used to be obsessed with NT Lawyer. Like, yes, obsessed. Okay. It was like my, it was one of like the first Instagram accounts or no, no, blogs. Full on. And it's .net. Crazy days and yeah, nights.net. It's yeah. not even dot com. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been I've been into NT for quite a while, but I haven't but because Dumois exists now, like I don't really read NT anymore. Real okay. Well, I'm blocked by Dumois, so I still read NT. What? Why? <laughs> I okay. It was a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but I think it's true. I think that Dumois works with PR companies, and I think it's a good move. I would do it too if I had almost 2 million Instagram followers, where you basically put out PR fluff pieces and you say that it's a blind item, but it's not. Like nobody wrote it into you. The person who wrote it into you was like Timothy Chalamet's PR person. Mm. And I think it's obvious because so many of the submissions will say, oh my God, I just saw Selena Gomez and the guy from the chain smokers and they look like they were very much in love. And to me, that's a clear PR statement. If you actually go to Google and with quotes around it, you type in very much in love. The only thing here, like I'll do it right now. The only thing that comes up are different news articles about celebrities. Very much in love, like Taylor Swift, very much in love, any sort of new relationship. Yeah, who speaks like that? Nobody. I never say very much in love. Never. I would be like, oh my God, they were like so hot for each other. They looked good together. They were all over each other. Yeah. But there are so many different sightings. And maybe Dumont, you know, maybe these PR people are pretending to be individuals on the street and sending it in. But it got to the point where I read enough of this that I was like, these aren't even blind items. This is like PR for an upcoming makeup campaign that's about to happen. But it's taught, it's like, written about salaciously or it's someone being very much in love which to me is just giving people magazine and then I made a TikTok and I got blocked um but that's I, okay. I see both sides 
Yeah. I mean, I was talking shit. I think you're allowed to block anyone. But now I'm like, it's only Enti for me now. I have to get yeah. the juicy, juicy blind somewhere else. So what made you stop uh, watching Enti or listening to that? I just, I just kind of stopped. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I don't even read Ma that much anymore because I am so like overwhelmed with creating content that I don't consume as much yes. anymore. Yeah, it gets really hard. And also this, there's like always a new person and then you feel out of the loop. But mm -hmm. we do have some blinds about Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. A lot of the blind items are basically saying, just to summarize them, and I'll throw an allegedly in here because these are blind items, he's been cheating on her for years in the blinds items. I mean, it checks out, the, not, the hating monogamy. It checks out, but then it just makes me so mad because I feel like Dax does try to position himself as like, super husband and like super father yeah. and like I am the relationship guru and it's like you can't have the title of relationship guru and also be cheating on your wife allegedly well I think I don't I don't know if I want to go down this slippery slope and get so much heat but like just say allegedly <laughs> he uh, allegedly um <laughs> he has relapsed a lot of times and yeah, he's spoken about that. And he's spoken about it. And I understand that it's re it's really hard for addicts. And I have there's nothing that I have to say against relapse because it is a disease. Yeah. But it is possible that if he has been unable to stick with that, he's been unable to stick with monogamy. You know, like there might be patterns in his life. Your times of overlap where we, we were doing an episode about um, – celebrities and talking about their sex addiction and a lot of them were saying I think um Jada Pickett Smith and maybe even James Franco too were saying that they struggled with substances and sex addiction but when they were giving in to their sex addiction or I don't know the proper terminology they were sober you know exactly yeah. it's a it's a transfer of addictions and yeah. what they say it's a cross addiction is what it's called and for example, like my addiction was weed and when I got sober, it was recommended to not drink either because when you give up one thing, you go to the next, like you put everything in the other thing. So like yeah. if I were to stop smoking but I was still drinking, I would up my alcohol intake. And then if I dropped the alcohol, I'm now addicted to shopping online, which by the way I am, yeah. but at least I'm aware of it. Yeah. And then if I didn't shop online, I would be addicted to working out. You know, it's like, it's a cross addiction thing. So it's very possible that it has transferred itself. Yeah, do you think that that idea of like how into self-improvement they are could be something like that. I just wonder, I feel like self-improvement is like goal reaching and it's dopamine and it's always striving for something. There's never, like there's always another level. I guess sometimes like a little bit sinister about the self-help industry, but I just feel like Dax is always talking about like what to do next or what you should do or what you should be doing. And it's kind of this idea of not really feeling settled, I guess. Yeah, I think I, I think that that's, yeah, there is toxicity in the self-help thing. Like the po po um, toxic positivity, I think he like leans into that, but like uses it as a weapon in a lot of ways. Mm, like when people say that they're being brutally honest or they have radical candor and then exactly. they're like, my radical candor is that you look like shit. And it's like, right. okay. And it's like, well, fuck you. Like yeah. I saw, I, I do dating profile consultations and I was doing one the other day and this guy had on his Hinge profile I'm the type of guy who, or like I'm the type of person who, and he wrote, will tell you that outfit looks like shit on you. I've, I've probably seen him before. On and the I'm like, yeah, isn't that awful? no girl wants to be with that guy. That's actually called like a verbally abusive dude. <laughs> yes. So you're the type of guy who is horrific. Like, yeah. why are you, do you, do you think that's a selling point? And there's so many ways, like that's pretty obvious, but then you have people who are like, I want someone who, doesn't take themselves so seriously, someone who's into dark humor, um, someone who, what are the other ones? Like, I feel like there's little warning signs too, where somebody, mm. like, you can't take yourself too seriously. Well, what does that mean? I don't know, I take myself like seriously but, enough. But actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because that reminds me of a thought that I wanted to share earlier, which is that Dax clearly takes himself more seriously than anyone in the world ever has. Yeah. And he is the epitome of, I take myself too seriously. And don't you think that if he met himself, he would hate himself. Of course. If like he didn't know it was him, he would be like, oh, that 
let's say it wasn't Dax, it was a guy named Fax. He would be sure. like, that Fax guy is so like blah, blah, blah. And talk. he would like ream him out. But I will say like, I think if a lot of us met ourselves, we might hate ourselves. And that doesn't have anything to would, do with how much we love ourselves. I would hook up with myself. I'd be like, let's Stop. see what's going on here. That's so funny. <laughs> like, you only get one chance. I definitely wouldn't date myself. Really? Mm -hmm. Would you bang yourself? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I know that we're running out of time here. I just want to see if there's any more. Um... Oh, this was one too. They worked together on like a business or something. They basically collaborated on something together. Oh, the like children's diapers business or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like something for kids. What do you think of um, partners going into business together? Yeah, absolutely it? not. Don't okay. mix business and pleasure. <laughs> just don't do it. it. It ends horribly. What if it's something tiny like they both want your face on set, like where do you think that line is? Or do you think better not to do anything? Like what if they said to Dax and Kristen, we just want you to do a photo shoot for this macaroni brand and we'll give you 5%. A photo shoot is very different than working together on a business mm -hmm. and or have or bringing them into your business to run it. Yeah. Those are just always bad ideas. Yeah, I feel like there's been enough crazy stories of like you don't want to work with your best friend, you don't want to work with your roommate, and you don't want to work with your partner. But then people like play devil's advocate and they're like, yeah, but that person out of all the people won't fuck you over. And it's like, no, they, they could. <laughs> and then like not only is your life over, but your career is also over. This is a Jason, but what do you think of momagers? Sometimes I'm like your mom would be the best person in the world to be your manager because it's unconditional love. And then other times I go... I don't know. That could just be Harry. I think it's the same thing. Like, it's just too difficult. Like, yeah. you can make it work, but you can't tell me that lines are not blurred when you go out to dinner with your mom. Yeah. Unless your mom is Kris Jenner and then you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd be stupid not to have her as your mom. Exactly. I would love for her to be all of our managers. Okay, this is the last blind item we'll do here. Um, this B-plus list actor told a friend the other day the same thing he told someone else six months ago. He would be scared to leave his A-list actress wife because of the world of hurt that she would cause him if he did so. So he sticks with it. I saw that and I was so pissed off at him <laughs> once again. He... Uh, what, okay, what do you think of that? And then I'll tell you what I think. I do think he says a lot of times that if they ever broke up, his reputation would be damaged because like Kristen's so sweet. And it's like, I get that. But also, who do you think gave you the reputation that you have? It's you for the last yeah. 10 years with it's your quotes me. and what you say and you are the problem. It's you. Like all of these things. So whenever somebody's like, oh, like the public like would hate me because their reputation is better than mine. Like you have the chance to do a redemption tour. You have a podcast every week. You can put out whatever narrative you want about yourself. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I wonder if he, I don't see that as him talking about the media with the world of hurt. I think that it's a personal attack on Kristen. Like she oh. would do something vindictive to ruin his life. Like alimony wise. Like, or... I don't know, but I, I don't, I didn't like, like when I read that, I was like, he is, is like a, it's a character takedown, like where he's like, she, you don't know how like horrible of a person she really is. Like she's gonna do some like whatever to hurt me. And, and I just, I don't really believe it. I mean, who knows? Like maybe maybe the joke's on us. Maybe Dax is like this angel from heaven and Kristen <laughs> is a fucking devil. And, you know, she's got all these issues. But yeah. it, unless that's the case, I really think that he it's just him, you know, being mean again. And I think, you know, no one wants to get a divorce, but I think that they should. <laughs> I think that they would... It's just that I do think a relationship is work. I don't know about a marriage. I would assume that's even more work. And when you have kids into it, yeah, that's like a, an ass load of work. But I feel like there's also joy in it. <laughs> and I just feel like it's up to them to be able to choose what quotes they give to people and what parts of their relationship they talk about. And do they always have to be talking about the rage fights and the get driving away in your car and the couples therapy because you hated each other for years? that's all valid but like at least balance it out and like tell me how much you love his smile exactly like say one nice thing and you know what maybe we just haven't googled the nice things that they've said about each other and maybe there are a ton I promise you I didn't for this episode I left them out on purpose <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's some nice stuff but it's like it's not as it's really just honestly not as vast right it's yeah. like I think I saw some meme like years ago where it's like making fun of women on Facebook that are like Johnny, like every day is so hard with you. And like, you know, sometimes I want to murder you and you slept with my sister. But so that was really mean. But I really love you at the end of the day. Happy birthday. And it's yeah. like, 
that's like the vibe. Yeah, like, damn it, it's worth it. But I, you gave me an ulcer and a yeah, hernia. Exactly. And like, I, my hair is falling out. Uh-huh. But like, I love you. Now, just to end, who would you say your favorite celebrity couple is? I kind of think that they're all rotted, but. Oof, that's really hard. Um, I did not come prepared with that. I, I mean, it seems like. Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds have a good thing going. Oh, oh, you know who's my favorite celebrity couple? Who? John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Oh, okay. Don't listen to our episode on The Office. No, well, tell me your tell me your thoughts on those two couples, and then your favorite couple. I thought I also really love them, but the blind items say that she cheats on him a bunch. Damn, girl. Oh, yeah. Although you kind of have to love it, breaking stereotypes and the girl cheating. Um, for me, it's hard to say. Because I really do think that everyone is, like, so fucked up. I would say, like, like Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendes, like, somebody who has been married for a while and you just don't hear about them. You don't see them. Mm. They're not really doing stuff. Anyone who frames themselves as, like, the couple, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds with all of their posts, which blind items say they get a team of copywriters to, like, write their snarky mm. birthday captions to each other. I don't know. I just find it suspicious. Also, I just find being a celebrity suspicious. If I had that much money, I would go live in Switzerland and like chill out. So yeah, I feel like <laughs> Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn have something good going. Yeah, there's and and you can tell too because like they stay on the test of time and yeah, they're just yeah, like yeah. they're they're not daxy about it. But wow, I'm I'm extremely shook by the Emily Blunt allegation. Yeah, it makes me excited. Maybe I have a chance with her one day. Maybe that's wild. Yeah, I I need to know more. Well, if anyone wants to check out more of your thoughts, we met at Acme. You've got the podcast, yes. a great Instagram. You also give dating, like you'll review people's profiles, right? And I help will. Them out yeah, with, like, yeah, yeah. Messages to say back. Exactly. And you were respond. I mean, I DM'd you years ago and you posted something I asked. Oh, I love so that. So you're very responsive in the DMs. If I got re- to. I got to revisit our DM. Dumb. Um, embarrassing. <laughs> no, I need to. Shannon, this was so fun. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Way. Way has a new anti-dandruff shampoo, and I will say with my chest fully out that I have had my experiences with dandruff over the years. I was one of those girls that kept thinking, maybe it is just dry scalp, and then I would go to the hair salon, and they would say, no, girl, that is dandruff, okay? But we don't always have to have dandruff, so being flake-free is the way to be in 2023 with Way's new anti-dandruff shampoo. You can do more than drugstore with gentle shampoo that takes the rough out of dandruff. It's formulated with their Cape Town fragrance. It has notes of ginger and spearmint, so your hair will smell as good as it feels. After 28 days, 100 of participants using this anti-dandruff shampoo agreed that they saw fewer flakes and their scalp felt less itchy and irritated. So you can do more than drugstore with the new anti-dandruff shampoo from Way. Go to T. H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use Fluently for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code Fluently.